Welcome to the second episode of The Art of KCF. This essay is titled Homeward Bound and was released in the May 31st, 2022 Art of KCF newsletter. Dedicated to Cindy Johnson, dear friend, neighbor, and fellow deep thinker and feeler, travel well. Keep sending us signs from the other side. I had not one but two newsletter essays come to me when I was in L.A., and now I cannot remember either one of them. Such is the fallacy of my mind that continues to need to learn the lesson of writing down any good idea, or else be reminded that it will indeed float away to someone more ready for it. I also made this assumption that I would want to write while I was captive on the plane. I kidded myself I'd be able to knock out an essay in no time on my way home. This has proved to be both true and perhaps not as pleasurable as I'd hoped. Was it the two in the air that put me in the space of not quite wanting to bear my soul for my faithful listeners? Or could it be the hangover of violation I felt after my Diva Cup, TM, was x-rayed when I went through security at LAX? My TSA pre-check random screening forced me into the hands-up salute in the digital imaging machine. My loose mesh sweatshirt encouraged the hands-on pat-down. It's the sort of thing that makes me marvel at the indignities one will endure to simply get home. And home is what I was desperately craving after eight full days away. I miss the constant chatter of Vimo's work stories. I felt the strong pull of my studio calling me to my unfinished canvases. I longed for the deadpan looks from the goats as they chew their cuds, mouths rotating in a circular motion as they simply observe without judgment. To be gazed upon without judgment is such a beautiful feeling. To be seen and not judged for how you're showing up, what a gift. Traveling is meant. I've been around so many people that now I just want the Erhard Hills and the goats. If you've ever lived with goats, the looks they give is something like this. Unassuming with an air of just enough disinterest to mark it as authentic curiosity without malice. The most intense their looks get is if they think you're coming home from the grocery store. Then they're not just chewing in the distance with their wide-set eyes. They're running quickly to see if they can get their head into your bag before you cart it inside. A race against the hunger and stubbornness of a goat will seriously put the fire in your step. I'm thinking a lot about what I would run toward to check out like that. Candy? Tequila? A muskrat sighting? A much-anticipated book arriving on the new release table at my favorite independent bookstore? Only one of these options really rings parallel to the goat's charging. The one about a muskrat. Because it's the only one that takes place at our collective home space. The rest require me to leave. Perhaps the more apt analogy would be the UPS deliveries at the end of our driveway. Balms of commerce magically arriving to our rural outpost. It's my first night back at the Chick Finn after being away for the longest period of time in 2022. So much has changed in the nine days since I left and returned. A couple of hours into slumber, I'm awokened by the frogs wailing because I haven't acclimated to their strong chorus of trills and nocturnal mating calls. Nine days ago, the frogs and toads were not yet in this phase of their nightly hookups. As I try my deep breathing exercises to get back to sleep, 
I marvel at how frog song is one of the choices on my white noise sunrise alarm clock. I would never pick this as a soothing background for relaxing. I find their chatter tonight particularly annoying because I swear it's the rave of the century out there and all members of the 14 species of frogs and toads of Minnesota have arrived to this party honoring June's imminent arrival. I want to yell from my window, last call! But of course, this is an all-night meetup that only the sun cresting the horizon can end. How impossible to be me when just a month ago during this time, winter still had her grip on us, and all I wanted was for the lake to thaw. Now I miss the truly deadened, soft, quiet that feet of snow brings. I'm realizing, however, that I would prefer the noisy frogs anytime over a TSA pat-down. Once an adventurer who never really wanted to stay home, it's all I want to do now. COVID has made me feel socially anxious and has triggered the worst parts of me. Paranoia and suspicion and a deep lack of trust of others. My blood pressure soars when people get too close to me. I've grown way too used to my space in all the ways of that word. My space as in the undisturbed views of nature that bring me calm. My space as in my personal bubble. My space as in the home that Vimo and I tend to with care and love and gratitude, alongside cursing the typical home ownership challenges and fretting about repairs. A piece of siding recently blew off in a storm, and we lost some shingles. I'm not immune from also taking our house and home for granted when obsessed with my work. Perhaps I've just transformed into someone I never thought I'd know. The kind of extrovert who takes comfort in the company of trees instead of massed throngs of people. Is this aging or the result of pandemic life? The trauma response of shutting down instead of engaging? Or a little bit of all of it? I'm struggling because I know that to paint, one also has to live. And I wonder how much of that living requires the hero to leave home so as to be able to return. There are lessons to experience beyond the confines of one's home. Though I also recognize that the lessons of home spaces are often devalued, seen as less important than the knowledge one can collect from beyond its walls. I've always loved Gloria Anzaldúa's quote that challenges the binary of home versus journey. She says, To separate from my culture, as from my family, I had to feel competent enough on the outside and secure enough inside to live life on my own. Yet in leaving home, I did not lose touch with my origins, because lo mexicano is in my system. I am a turtle. Wherever I go, I carry home on my back. What does it look like to center the home as space for learning and living? How do we carry home, the physical space and the broader psychological framework of its impact with us? How do we craft spaces for refuge for others as opposed to pretty structures meant to keep others out? How can I be the same me in my home as I am outside of it? I felt at home in brief moments while I was away. The gratitude and contentment of the home of a best friend. Beyond BFF's comfy day bed, I found the thrill of standing in front of Octavia Butler's handwriting in her notebook at the Huntington Library, knowing this experience is something I could not replicate while staying put at the Chick Finn. Sharing that encounter with my hermana, also could not have happened from home, even from the Octavia Butler suite we've cultivated downstairs. And now I have the sentiments of that moment to share with all of you here. 
informed by my physical journeying by car, lift, plane, BFF's car, and my legs. Is it surprising to anyone that I felt at home in the library, the one surrounded by botanical gardens and two art galleries? I paint a lot of scenes of home because I'm obsessed with figuring all of this out. Maybe one day it will make sense. Maybe not. But for now, I'm painting inside and outside spaces and trying to create a visual language that accounts for the in-between, the liminal, the borderlands that blur boundaries linking the structures we build to keep us in, while trying not to slip into the inside-out, upside-down realities that I paint. When I got home, after telling Vimal I'm never leaving again, she lovingly retorted that perhaps I just needed a better traveling companion next time. And it's true. When I'm with her, I feel more at home wherever I am. Novel experiences feel way less scary with her by my side. My independent streak wants to run away from this reality, to retreat inside my paintings and never come out. Of course, we return to the original paradox once again. To art is to live, and to live is to art. Can I do it alone or from only the space of my home? Don't be silly, darling. None of us exist in a vacuum. And if nothing else, we must keep living, the hardest task any of us have in front of us, especially for those called home too soon. Our friend Cindy would have cherished hearing about this trip and the immersive, thought-provoking work of Barbara Kruger at LACMA and the tacos I ate and the things I learned. I assumed she'd still be here when I returned. Alas, she journeyed onward to the unknown place for those of us still on this side. Instead, I send these words on the complexities of leaving and returning to my dear Cindy, a wonderful human blessed with the skills of making a home where I always felt at home. And with my comings and goings, I trust that I too am brave enough to walk the path she forged ahead of us, in hopes of creating that feeling of home for those who seek it in all the languages I have available to share. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Art of KCF. The Art of KCF is created, written, produced, and edited by me, Candice Creel Falcon, with musical additions by Mountaineer via Upbeat. For a full transcript of the audio, plus all the features of my newsletter, like book reviews, creative links that inspire me, and an update on what's happening in my studio, be sure to find me through the link in the show notes. Till next time, may the joy of creative inquiry guide your path.